Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. Are hidden toxins and stressors making you feel run down and tired? Worried about oxidative stress from exposure to EMF, 5G, heavy metals, chemicals, processed foods, and the like? You see, in our modern world, toxic is the new normal. No matter how health conscious you try to be, the truth is that every single day, you're being bombarded by harmful toxins and stressors. When left to roam free, these toxins take on the form of something called free radicals. Free radicals promote an unhealthy inflammatory response and contribute to oxidative damage on a site or level, basically like, uh, like the rusting of metal or the browning of an apple that potentially leads to premature aging, a lower quality of life, and a range of health problems. However, there is good news. Antioxidants are crucial in combating free radicals and keeping you on track. And one of the most powerful antioxidants known to man is glutathione. Glutathione fights free radicals and molecules that cause cellular damage while repairing DNA and flushing out toxins. But here's the thing. Not all glutathione supplements are created equal. If you're taking glutathione in capsule or tablet form, you're missing out on key nutrients as they will simply pass through your body without being absorbed. You can thank your stomach acid for that. However, our friends over at Purality Health have a patented formula that utilizes something called micell liposomal technology, which delivers the nutrients into your bloodstream, proven to be 800% more efficient. Even better, it's backed by a 180-day money-back guarantee. And today, we have a 30% off coupon for you. Just visit puralityhealth.com. That's P-U-R-A-L-I-T-Y-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And use the coupon code DRJ to access 30% off today. Again, that coupon code is DRJ. Use that at puralityhealth.com and check out their micell liposomal glutathione. This podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos on the top five most inflammatory foods to avoid. Super critical that we understand these foods, these food ingredients, and that we're reading labels and making sure we're avoiding them so we can keep inflammation under control in our body. And you guys are going to really enjoy this. If you know anybody that's looking to improve their nutrition, please share this podcast with them. If you've not subscribed to our channel, do that now so you never miss one of these important trainings. And also take a moment and leave us a five-star review. I've got a great one here from Mary. She says, Dr. Jockers has helped me learn how to take better care of my body through this informative podcast. Thank you for sharing your faith. Thanks so much, Mary. You guys can leave your five-star review. Just go to Apple iTunes, wherever you listen to the podcast, scroll to the bottom where it says leave a review and leave us a five-star review. When you do that, it helps us reach more people and impact more lives. Thanks so much for doing that. And let's go into the show. 
Hey, today we're talking about the five most inflammatory foods that you want to avoid. These foods drive up inflammation. We know that inflammation is at the root. Chronic inflammation is at the root of all chronic degenerative diseases. We're talking about things like dementia, Alzheimer's, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, autoimmune conditions. All of them at the root have chronic inflammation. And much of that can be avoided because it comes from our diet. And so we've got to get our diet, our nutrition right in order to keep inflammation down so we can think better, feel better, and really thrive in life. And so these are the foods we want to make sure we avoid. Number one, processed sugar and high fructose corn syrup. So if you see sugar as an ingredient, most of the time, it's not a good thing. Sometimes in some cases, maybe like a fermented coconut water or something like that possibly could be good. But in general, if you see sugar as an ingredient in something, it's not good. It's going to be processed sugar. And also if you see high fructose corn syrup or any type of corn syrup, you want to make sure you avoid that super high glycemic impact, which drives up your blood sugar and drives up your insulin levels, drives up inflammation in the body, causes weight gain, causes uh, blood sugar imbalances, and again, drives up inflammation. So got to avoid that. Number two, processed seed oils and trans fats. So what does that mean? What is a seed oil? So when we take a seed, for example, uh, let's say corn actually is considered a seed. So we take the corn, the kernel of it, and we press it to get oil. There's not actually a whole lot of oil in there. And so we have to press it. You know, we have to take a lot of corn, right? In fact, uh, to create one ounce of corn oil, you have to take a thousand bushels of corn. And so you would never get that in nature. However, it's really easy to do, you know, with because our government subsidizes the production of corn. It's easy for manufacturers to get. It's really cheap for them. So they're able to produce it and you can get some, some salad dressing that uses corn oil as their base, pour it on your salad and you get an ounce of corn oil. And that corn oil is really high in omega-6 fats. It's damaged fats. It's pro-inflammatory fats that are unstable and drive up oxidative stress and inflammation in the body. So we wanna make sure we're avoiding these seed oils, corn oil, soybean, safflower, cottonseed, peanut oil, sunflower oil, canola I mentioned, peanut oil. Uh, I think I mentioned most of them, cottonseed. So we wanna make sure that we're avoiding those and also anything that says partially hydrogenated or hydrogenated oil, that is a trans fat, highly reactive in the body, highly inflammatory. And what happens is, these denatured fats, these denatured polyunsaturated fats and trans fats get into the cell membrane of all the cells of our body and they will literally sit there for six months to a year sometimes. So it takes you roughly six months, sometimes a year to actually detoxify these out of your cell membrane to get the inflammation under control. So you wanna do everything you can to reduce your exposure to them, uh, to reduce any level of consumption of those seed oils. Number three is gluten, and you may have heard of gluten-free and, and gluten, but you may not know what it is. Gluten is a protein that's found in wheat, barley, rye, and kamut and spelt. Those are the main grains that have gluten. However, there's families, there's families of the actual gliadin uh, compound that are found in all grains. And gluten can be problematic because some people have a major sensitivity or, or, or an allergy basically to it and they create a strong antibody response and they may be prone to things like celiac disease where the villi in the small intestine get completely destroyed. The villi are important. They're little pockets in the small intestine 
that are essential for our body to be able to really deliver and absorb nutrients into the bloodstream. When those pockets get destroyed, we're not able to extract nutrients from the food that we consume as effectively. There's brush border enzymes and all different types of mechanisms that allow us to utilize those villi to maximize nutrient absorption. So people with celiac disease, they right from the start have more trouble getting nutrients from their food. And there are a lot of people that have an allergy to gluten that is not even, uh, you know, it doesn't even affect their digestive system. We call it non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So they have a sensitivity to gluten that primarily affects maybe their skin. Maybe they, when they eat gluten, they have more eczema or they have more joint pain or they have brain fog, depression, anxiety, different issues like that. And so non-celiac gluten sensitivity is a big issue as well. So, and then even if you feel like you tolerate gluten well, we know that gluten, the molecule, will actually stimulate the production of zonulin in your intestine. And zonulin is th this protein that helps with the integrity of the tight junctions in between the intestinal cells called enterocytes. And the more zonulin that's produced, the looser those tight junctions become. So gluten has been shown, even in people that don't have a gluten sensitivity or gluten allergy, it has actually been shown to increase zonulin levels pretty dramatically to the point where the tight junctions in the gut become incredibly permeable, right? So the tight junctions, they become very, very loose and weak, and that increases the permeability and allows large undigested food molecules uh, as well as bacteria and bacterial waste, things, things like LPS, which we call endotoxin, as well as yeast, parasites, and all the different microbial waste to seep out into the bloodstream. And all of that microbial waste and large undigested food particles will stimulate the immune system to drive up inflammation in the body. So we know gluten is a major and a potent trigger of inflammation for some people more than others, but for all of us at some level, it's gonna drive up inflammation. I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about this amazing product called Joint Support by Pure Health Research. If you're out there and you're struggling with stiff or aching joints, and you're tired of letting that discomfort steal the joy and freedom from your life, you've gotta try Joint Support. It contains seven of mother nature's best superfoods for supporting comfortable, healthy, and flexible joints, and it even promotes healthy cartilage growth too. Now, all it takes is one small capsule of joint support every day to start feeling the positive effects on your joint health. And as a listener of our show, you can try joint support risk-free today and get a free 30-day supply of omega-3 when you take advantage of this special offer. It can promote healthy joint lubrication making it easier to move in comfort. You're also going to get two free eBooks so you can learn more about joint health. Just head over to getjointhelp.com forward slash jockers. That's getjointhelp.com forward slash jockers. G-E-T-J-O-I-N-T-H-E-L-P.com forward slash J-O-C-K-E-R-S. And that will order joint support and claim your free bottle of omega-3 while supplies last. Again, that's getjointhelp.com forward slash jockers. Number four is cornstarch. So why is cornstarch an issue? Very high glycemic impact, high glycemic index, meaning that it causes our blood sugar to, to raise substantially. And then on top of that, it also keeps our blood sugar elevated 
for a long period of time. It has a high glycemic load. So when we have that blood sugar spike and that blood sugar rise that stays, it causes us to produce more and more insulin, which can over time cause insulin resistance, and that drives up inflammation in the body. So we want to avoid most of these corn products. You know, maybe once or twice a year you have a corn on a cob, but other than that, uh, you know, the, these corn-based ingredients really not good. We, they're, they're, they're ingredients we want to avoid for the most part. Number five additives and preservatives. You're going to find these in a lot of different things. And these are things we definitely want to make sure we're avoiding. MSG or monosodium glutamate, right? This is something we want to avoid. You'll also see it labeled under other ingredients, glutamates sometimes, or autolyzed yeast, autolyzed yeast extract, soy protein oftentimes is actually MSG, monosodium glutamate. Um, these other additives and preservatives, these the reason why manufacturers use additives and preservatives and, and other sweeteners, artificial sweeteners, is to make the food taste better, last longer, and to kind of impact the texture of it. So they, they use benzoates, sodium benzoate, potassium benzoate, uh, benzoic acid. Those benzoates are linked with an increased risk of cancer. We want to avoid anything that has benzoic acid or sodium benzoate in it. Nitrates, you're going to see a sodium nitrate, for example, in things. You're going to see for example, you know, if you find a, a healthy, quote unquote, healthy lunch meat or healthy bacon, it should say nitrate free, right? It doesn't have those preservatives. Those nitrates are really, really unhealthy for the body. A lot of times they use them in cured meat. Um, they're in a lot of canned goods, baked goods. So we want to avoid the nitrates. Sulfites are another one. Uh, we're going to see things like potassium sorbates as well. So a lot of times these are combined with some sort of salt, some sort of electrolyte. So you'll see sodium benzoate, um, potassium sorbate, you'll see different things like that. And then as far as artificial sweeteners, they're, they're not good. So acefoltame, potassium is one that you might see, aspartame is another one, Splenda. We wanna do our best to avoid those. When it comes to sweeteners, the best sweeteners to use are gonna be stevia, monk fruit, or if your body's able to tolerate it, a sugar alcohol. Now, some people say, well, I don't do well with stevia, and there's about 3% of the population that has a ragweed sensitivity and stevia is in the ragweed family. So you may, if you, you have that, you may notice more inflammation when you consume stevia. In general, stevia is good. Uh, it's a be much better sweetener, has actually great health benefits to it. However, again, you might have the ragweed sensitivity. Also, sometimes stevia is combined with either a bad sweetener or something like a sugar alcohol. And some people don't do well with sugar alcohols. It gives them bloating cramping, uh, they, they notice a major changes in their digestive health, and that can also drive up inflammation. So if you don't do well with a sugar alcohol like erythritol or xylitol, and it's combined with the stevia, you may have problems with that particular product. But if you try like a pure stevia, you may notice you feel better. So you can try that out. One that I find that most people do pretty good with is monk fruit. It's more expensive, but you'll find it uh, you know, you know, you can find it in the store or on amazon.com, monk fruit, monk fruit extract. A lot of times it's combined with sugar alcohols as well. So you got to look out for that. It might be combined with erythritol. And again, if you do well with erythritol, great. But if you don't, you want to make sure you avoid it um, and just get a pure monk fruit as well. So those are going to be your better sweetener alternatives. Um, of course, you might use some honey or some maple syrup or something like that. Ideally getting organic and using as little as possible because those will really impact your blood sugar and they could increase inflammation in your system depending on how active you are 
and your overall lifestyle. So those are things to remember. Again, five things you wanna make sure you avoid. Pro processed sugar, high fructose corn syrup, processed seed oils and trans fats, gluten, cornstarch, and additives and preservatives like MSG, benzoates, nitrates, sulfites, sorbates, and aspartame. If you avoid those things, you're well on your way to reducing inflammation in your body. Using a whole food, ideally as organic as possible diet is really powerful. I recommend getting, really prioritizing animal-based protein and healthy fats, things like extra virgin olive oil, avocados, avocado oil, um, grass-fed butter, uh, pasture-raised eggs, wild-caught fish, right? Eating a lot of foods like that, a lot of colorful fruits and vegetables, getting a lot of colors in your diet is really powerful. There's unique polyphenols in each one of those colors. So, you know, whether it's reds, red bell peppers, tomatoes, um, greens, you know, obviously utilizing green foods, uh, purple, so you've got berries, you've got red onions. Trying to get a lot of these different colors into your diet can be really powerful for reducing inflammation, but also combining that again with healthy proteins and healthy fats. That's really the best ways to do it when it comes to keeping inflammation down in your diet. So hopefully you guys got a lot out of this video training. Well, that's all for this show. And I wanna thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on, or you wanna dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.